Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Let's try some fun ball. Run right to the back of him. Run right to the middle and out the back. What's known in football terms as a slam dunk. To the week 12 edition of Daytime Fireworks. I am your host, Zach Barry. Joining me, as always, Mr. David Brandt of the Associated Press. We're not going to get into it too much because I don't think anybody wants to, and there's really not much to discuss, but Ole Miss throttled in week 11 at Georgia. We will t- we will discuss a little bit, probably more so about Athens, the college town, and my experience there. Uh, But, yeah, we're not going to break down what happened on the field uh, as Ole Miss really struggled and uh, got humbled last weekend. But uh, before we get into that, I do want to remind you the show brought to you by the good folks at College Corner in Oxford, Mississippi. Go check them out. If you need some last minute Christmas gifts, you you know, maybe you need a little, you know, extra jacket, uh, maybe, you know, a little pullover, some socks, a polo, all of that and more. 825 Sisk Avenue, Suite 105, brand spanking new space in Oxford, Mississippi. Go see Scott and the folks over there. Like I said, get you get you a new polo. They got they got some uh they got some good stuff over there. They got some of the real tree swag in there. If you like the Camo look, you can go get that powder camo look there. And then uh, they've got tailgating supplies, they got gifts, they got clothes, they got everything. Kids, men, women, they got it all. College Corner, Oxford, Mississippi. Like I said, 825 Sisk Avenue. Or you can give them a call, 662-550-4330. David, good afternoon. How are we doing? Doing well. Doing well. Just, uh, you know. A lot of football. Kyler Murray's back in Arizona, so Saw there's that. a little more of a there's a little more reason to the poor Cardinals, man. Without Kyler, it was rough. They had lost six in a row. I was running out of things to talk about, so just from a journalistic standpoint, it was very good that Kyler Murray came back. I saw he uh, was making plays, running around, doing his thing. Um, he so yeah, he looked good. He looked good. It's good for you and the folks out there in the desert to uh, have some. Uh, some playmaking ability back at the quarterback position. Um, That's right. Speaking of playmaking ability at the quarterback position, uh, Jackson Dart and Ole Miss pretty good early on score on two of their first three drives. Um, We're keeping pace with Georgia and then Georgia happened and it was the death star (laughs) mode that we were all fearing. Um, I know I said we're not going to get into the game much, and, and we really aren't, but I will say I, shout out to Mike Bobo and that offensive staff for their prep for this game. I thought early on they were doing some really clever eye candy and window dressing 
I don't know if you were able to notice this on TV. I was keeping a close eye on him because David, when they announced Brock Bowers in the starting lineup in the stadium, it just, the whole place erupted. Um, I'm sure. I was watching him early on to see how he was moving. If he would in fact be a factor, you know, did he look like he was his old self moving laterally, making cuts? I thought Georgia was really crafty in the early going. They were using him as a decoy and it was just clearing everything out. They were basically either putting him in motion into the formation or they were putting him in an H-back and he would just basically run a flat route or an out route and just clear out the linebackers. And then at that point, it was just Georgia's massive offensive line against Ole Miss's front and they were outnumbering them and they were just getting anything and everything they wanted. Um, I think Carson Beck is, is legit. Um, now he, he wasn't touched. They didn't pressure him. They weren't able to get pressure. Almost didn't bring a ton of pressure. I, I think it was, we've talked about this on this show where the Ole Miss defense wants to make you put together long sustained drives. I guess that was the plan early on. And then they tried to do some pressure looks late, but um, yeah, didn't work. Um, but at the end of the day, David, Ole Miss is eight and two, and they got a shot at winning 10 games in the regular season for the second time in three years. So not bad. Yeah. I mean, it's like we talked about <laughs> where was that Georgia team all year? You know what I mean? Like, that's the Georgia team that I had expected to see. And, you know, I thought Ole Miss's offense, like you said, did a good job keeping pace early. You know, they did everything they were supposed to do as far as hitting Georgia in the mouth. It's just that Georgia was ready for it and just steamrolled them. I thought you were spot on about Bowers, you know, even though he only had like three catches, I think. I, he, you know, just having him on the field. They just ran into a buzzsaw, and it's it's disappointing just from the sense that, you know, when you're a program like Ole Miss, you just don't have opportunities like that very often, you know, mm -hmm. to win, yeah. you know, to maybe go to the the playoffs. To, you know, that's that's as big of a game as there's been in a long time, and and I really, as much as it's frustrating for Ole Miss, I, I just think Georgia played really, really well, and, you know, Ole Miss yeah. didn't play great. You know, they, there's some things they'd like to have back, but Georgia played so well, I'm not sure it mattered. And so it's just it's just kind of a bummer for Ole Miss fans just because you don't get many opportunities like that. But at the end of the day, I'm, I'm just not sure what to say. Georgia's really good. You know, you always talk about games like that. You hope you catch Georgia on an off day. It was not an off day. <laughs> In fact, no. it was a yeah. very much a even above average day for Georgia and Mm -hmm. Ole Miss just didn't really have much of a chance. So, like you said, you know, there's there's things we can nitpick. Uh, you know, Ole Miss didn't play great at times, particularly on defense. But, again, not sure it was going to matter much. You move onward. You've, it's yeah. still a really good season. It's just, you know, yeah, it, yeah. It's, it's a bummer. I think Ole Miss's best game, if Ole Miss put their best game on the field, their A-plus effort, and Georgia puts their A-plus effort on the field – I still think Georgia wins by 17 points. Yeah, that's probably about right. It's just and that's just the nature of it. it it's not. It, it, they put the, the the graphic up on game day. We saw that. They put it up during the game, I'm sure. Uh, the amount of four and five-star players that Georgia has compared to Ole Miss, it, it's just hard Like for Ole Miss to have a shot. And Ole Miss fans, don't take this the wrong way. 
Ole Miss could have their A plus effort. They would probably need Georgia to have a C plus effort to have a chance. There's just yeah, too much and talent. And actually, that's what happened on Saturday. Just the roles were reversed. I thought Georgia yeah, played A yeah. plus, and and Ole Miss was in the B minus C plus range. Maybe a little worse on defense. Maybe a little better on offense early. But yeah, I it's just you know when you're running into teams like Georgia that are well coached, have a ton of talent. You know, it was a mm-hmm. big game for Georgia, too. You know, we talked about how big of a game it was for Ole Miss, and it was, obviously. But but Georgia hasn't had that difficult of a schedule. This was kind of it's as much as a, a, a defending national champion needs a prove-it game. This was sort of a prove-it game for them, yeah. and they absolutely did that. So, uh, you know, again, there are places to nitpick. The, the Ole Miss defense could have certainly played a little better, but at the end of the day, I, Georgia went out. They had a home game. They had a big opportunity. They went out and took it, and sometimes you just got to tip your cap. Yeah, easily the best home game for Georgia this year, night game. I didn't notice, David, just being in Athens and being around Georgia fans, and uh, we we still had a good time. Uh, Athens is a fun place. We met some nice people. Um, they That fan base prefers day games. They prefer – a day game, you know, a, a, a nooner or a three thirty game because they're in Eastern Time. They prefer that, <clears throat> get the win out of the way, and then go eat dinner, you know, somewhere and, and and relax at night. They, they, you know, that was the consensus from the fan base. They they like those those early kicks, um, which you know, <laughs> that's the opposite for Ole Miss. You know, they 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 want night games. They they want Vaught Hemingway with the lights on. But, um, yeah, I mean, it was their biggest game of the season, and they got. Georgia was basically a hundred, you know, outside of Brock Bowers, I don't think he's a hundred percent, but they were healthy as they've been all season long outside of that first game. They get a Marius Mims back at left tackle. Bowers was out there. He was a factor, you know, not what he normally is, but he made some catches almost had to account for him and they just didn't skip beat Their The defense for Georgia was, was lights out. They made adjustments after those first, two scoring drives by Ole Miss and shut things down. So um, didn't go as planned for Ole Miss. You're already down Micah Pettis. And then Jaden Williams gets hurt on the first play and is limping to the line on the first drive. Right. So you're already down to your third string guy. And it just, once you get that far behind and the defense can't stop the opposing offense, this is a recipe for a blowout. And that's what happened. Yeah, I mean, Ole Miss, it looked like it might be a boat race for a little while, and Ole Miss kept kept pace for, you know, a quarter, quarter and a half. But, yeah, it's just, like you said, Georgia made some adjustments, and the rest is history. I was, um, like, like, like I said, we had a good time. I thought going back years later, as as a as a grown up as an adult and not a student and looking at it from a different lens, I thought Athens. I gave it a I gave it a B plus for College Town report card. I I it gets hyped up a lot as the best in the SEC and one of the best in the country. Um, it was uh it, it was charming in some spots, but then there were also I was shocked there was a lot of chains and. It was. It kind of had a little bit of like a nightlife, like like a New Orleans nightlife feel, like a little bit of, little bit of the street juice out and about. Um, it was you know, <laughs> k- 
kind of kind of grungy. Um, I will say the food though, A plus on the food. Everywhere we ate was fantastic. Um, I, I did enjoy that very much. But yeah, we we, we had a good time. We met some uh, we met some nice fans. Um, we had uh, you know, every fan base is going to have its knuckleheads, and they certainly had plenty of those. Um, only had a couple people bark at us, David. Um, and that was uh, that was interesting. We just kind of laughed at them, and you know, kind of kind of gave them that like, what are you doing? Why are you barking at us? You're a grown man barking at another grown man. It's very strange. Um, but yeah, met some fellas. We, we, they had an RV. They smoked some, uh, some chicken. We had some barbecue and, uh, doesn't hurt when you're in somebody else's RV when it's cold and rainy and they got some, uh, some, fr <laughs> some free cold beer. So it was nice. No, that's a, that's a, that's a good deal right there. You guys are, are veterans at hunting out the, uh, the spot. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I was telling my buddy that I went with, we were kind of dissecting the atmosphere and everything and didn't have too many people chirping. And I told him, I said, I can't tell. Cause look, before the game started, before it all unfolded, I think there were some people that were giving Ole Miss a shot, like maybe not to win, but they were thinking Ole Miss would, would keep it close and make it interesting. I I couldn't tell if it was, if it was some nervous energy from the Georgia fans or at this point, they're just numb to any opponent and they just don't care. <laughs> and they're just like, well, we're here, we're going to win, and then we're going to go home. Um, but it was good. We, we had a good time. Um, shout out to uh, Trapeze Gastro Pub. Um, had a nice double braised pork sandwich that was unreal. Uh, they had some good beer. And then um, you know, the folks at uh, Moonshine Bar were cool. Um, Shout out to uh to our to our homegirl Cassidy. She was a great bartender. Uh, we enjoyed our our conversations with her. She she was uh she was working with us, getting some games on the TVs for us that we wanted to watch. Um, that was fun. And then um got some live music at Nowhere Bar. Um, Flanagan's was cool. Uh, that was a cool little bar. We met a met a family there. We ended up talking to uh the dad was from Iowa, David, and we we got into uh we got in deep into Iowa wrestling talk with him. That was a good time. Really? I, yeah. I was about to say, were you talking Iowa football? That, I, was, uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> Offense, but yes, wrestling in Iowa is a huge deal. I actually, some of my college roommates were uh, were wrestlers. So that's a fascinating sport. Those guys might be, other than just MMA fighters, those guys might be the best just athletes yeah. of just about anybody. You know, if, if you just had a, a cage match to death, like wrestlers, I would not want to mess with with that group of folks. Oh no, absolutely. That's that's like those guys. You know, MMA fighters too. Like some of those look like normal dudes. That's why you don't fight random people. Like you don't <laughs> just don't do it because you don't know what what people are capable for, of for really. many reasons. But that is definitely one <laughs> yeah. of them. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Also, also when you're you know when you're 35 going on 36, so you just don't fight people because you know you don't have you're too tired enough time right. for it right. i was about um, to say it also because i was walking through the house yesterday and somehow hurt my back so <laughs> yeah fights fights are not a great idea yeah but uh yeah we, we we met some really nice people um walked around a good bit uh campus was 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 beautiful um and the way that they had it set up it was really cool with the stadium uh you know leaving the stadium walking through campus right as you leave 
and then it kind of just spills right into downtown where you can go and eat and drink and all that. It was a uh, it was a really cool setup. It I, I I hadn't mapped it to see just what the distance is, but it felt like if you were at Ole Miss's campus and like the square would be right by like Nut Auditorium or the Ford Center. Like it felt like it was that much closer. It was that close. Wow. I'd have to go back and map it. Somebody might fact check me and say, well, actually it's the same distance, but it just felt closer. Um, right. But it was, uh, but it was a good time. We, we, we enjoyed it. Um, to and from it sucks going through Atlanta. Obviously no one, no one enjoys that, but, but <laughs> dr- drive was, was pretty easy. And um, yeah, it was, uh, it was regardless of the outcome. We, we still enjoyed our, our time in Athens. It was, it was good. So um yeah, go see a game. Sanford was cool. Uh, the fan base, I'll give them their credit, David. The entire game, standing and cheering the entire game. Nobody sitting down. That's impressive. Yeah, yeah Georgia always has has always had a, I, I guess, a congenial reputation. You know what I mean? Like, generally speaking, for an SEC fan base, is is usually not bad to opposing fans. Of course, if my college football team had won a couple – national championships in a row i'd I'd be pretty cordial as well Um, right but yeah you gotta gotta, gotta think these uh the students they're pretty spoiled right exactly it's like you don't know how good you happen i mean they probably do but these are these are good times to be georgia fans especially after all those years kind of in a row where it seemed like they were kind of in clemson territory where yeah they were supposed to be awesome and then it wouldn't work out then it seemed like we were it was Groundhog Day over and over, but no, Kirby's got them uh, rolling. And as far as Athens, it's been, gosh, it's been 10 to 12 years since I've been there, but I, I always really enjoyed Athens. It, it's just the thing I liked about it, like compared to maybe at Oxford or something like that, is there's just more options. Like Oxford is wonderful, but it's just not super big. Like the square right. is the square. It's great. Like, there's there's cool bar there's just more options in georgia if you're feeling certain certain things so i've never really thought you know that because there's a lot of talk between athens and oxford it's it's almost it's kind of apples and oranges i just think oxford is a right a smaller version of athens or athens is a bigger version of oxford i don't i don't know they're different i just think there's there's more options in in athens but you know maybe the area that oxford has in and of itself is a little cooler. I don't know. I, they're they're both to me in my top three yeah. or four little, SEC towns. Yeah, Athens probably a little more commercial, a little more mainstream. Where Oxford right. is a little more, a little more intimate, a little more local. Um, and I kind of like the uh, you know the little oasis, the little bubble that Oxford is. It, it's still the same. You know, it's growing. I mean, we could do a whole podcast about the enrollment and how it's booming now, but. To me, even though there's so much new stuff happening there in Oxford and it's it's just growing so fast. I mean, we talked about College Corner over there on Sisk. I mean, that when I was in school, it was just Secret Wendy's and the bowling out <laughs> al- the bowling alley and the movie theater were just built when I graduated. Now it's just booming over there. But it still has that quaint, you know, intimate feel as a small town college. Um so uh yeah. Apples and oranges is probably the best way to describe it. Um, Secret we, Wendy's. Uh, I had totally forgotten about that until you mentioned yeah. it, but I remember seeing. So they, that's finally built up around there now. It only took like 20 years. 
<laughs> oh yeah, I mean, you wouldn't even for that area of town to because I remember they they built all that stuff out there, and there was just that Wendy's in the middle of nowhere. And yeah, they thought it was going to build up, but it, the line was always short. That was nice. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's it's pretty booming over there. It's nice. You have to uh, next time you go back, go check it out. It's pretty cool over there. I will. Um, you know, they added you know six more roundabouts to uh, the total. Um, so <laughs> you gotta gotta do that. All right. We're going to take our first break. When we come back, we'll get into week 12 around the SEC, talk a little Ole Miss ULM, and the rest of the slate around the conference. So hang tight. We'll have more with David when we come back. The College Corner is headed to Oxford. Stop by their new location in the Oxford Commons off Sisk Avenue. They'll have 4,000 square feet of Rebel gear ready for your trip to the Grove. On your next trip to Oxford, stop by the College Corner or our other great locations in Ridgeland and Flowood. Hats, shirts, polos, pullovers, sweats, T-shirts. College Corner has it all. And as always, you can visit us online at collegecornerstore.com. That's collegecornerstore.com. The College Corner, where your game day apparel meets. Cooler temperatures are right around the corner, and as I like to say, it's the perfect time to play a round of golf. And if you're looking for a premier golf course in Northwest Mississippi or the Memphis, Tennessee area, go to Cherokee Valley Golf Club in Olive Branch, 15 minutes from the Memphis International Airport. With those cooler temps, you might want to stay warm and comfortable on the course this fall. Go in the clubhouse and check out their new selection of outerwear from Travis Matthew and FootJoy, including FootJoy's new lightweight hoodie. This 18-hole par 72 course includes four sets of tees to accommodate all players and has 11 lakes, 52 bunkers, and the wide Zoysia fairways and extra-large champion Bermuda greens and clean roughs make for an excellent opportunity every single time to post a number. If you need a premier golf experience in the Mid-South, go to Cherokee Valley Golf Club. Call them at 662-893-4444 or check them out, olivebranchgolf.com. The signs of summer are here. Freshly mowed grass, days in the water at the ballpark, and all the rest on the golf course. Well, that's how we do it over here at Oxford and Ole Miss anyway. And PXG Golf Apparel is here to make sure you're locked and loaded for round after round at University Course or Oxford Country Club. PXG has taken its mission to create the most high-quality, high-performance golf clubs in the game to their new line of apparel as well. With PXG Apparel, there's something for everyone. From pants, polos, and sweaters to hats, joggers, and skirts. You'll usually find me with a hat on my head. And PXG has nailed the fitted breathable. And my navy goes with pretty much anything. So don't wait another second. Elevate your style game on and off the course with the PXG Spring Summer 2024 Collection. Head over to pxg.com TOC and use promo code TOC for Talk of Champions at checkout to save 10% on all apparel. That's pxg.com TOC. Code TOC for Talk of Champions to save 10% on apparel. BXG, a proud sponsor of the Talk of Champions podcast network. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. Are you looking at cutting your health insurance premiums by as much as 20 to 30%? Are you aging into Medicare and need help finding a Medicare supplement plan? 
Call Drew Moak of USA Benefits Group at 601-953-8449. Drew is an Ole Miss grad located in Mississippi and licensed in seven states. He works with the nation's second largest health insurance brokerage with access to 35 different carriers, and he can help you with any of your health insurance needs. From regular health plans to life insurance to dental and vision and even Medicare, he has it all covered. Now more than ever, it is critical to have a health insurance agent who is local and accessible. So call Drew Moak at 601 601- 953-8449 and get your free quote today. And we are back here, daytime fireworks. David Brandt of the Associated Press. Gonna get into week 12 in the SEC. But before we do that, remind you the show brought to you by Drew Moak and USA Benefits Group 601-953-8449. Give them a call. Get your free quote today. If you want to do it digitally, you can go to their website, usabg.com slash D-M-O-A-K. You can also get a free quote there. You want to cut those health insurance premiums by as much as 20 to 30%. Drew is your guy. Give him a call or check out the website. If you're aging into Medicare, you need help finding a supplement plan. He can help you out. He's an Ole Miss guy located in Mississippi, but also licensed in seven states. He works with the nation's second largest health insurance brokerage, and he's got access to 35 different carriers. So he can help you with any and all of your health insurance needs, dental, vision, Medicare, life insurance, regular plans. He's got it all. Drew Moak, USA Benefits Group. It is crucial now more than ever to not only have an agent who's local, but also accessible, and that is Mr. Drew Moak. He's got you covered and more. All right. Ole Miss taking on ULM, 11 a.m. SEC Network. David, we have got, I think this is where, just my opinion, but Kiffin forgot more about football than I know, so he might be on a different wavelength, but I think this could be a game where you trot out Spencer Sanders, play him, and give give Jackson Dart the week off. He's going to take all the reps in practice, but just let him, let him have the week off. Injured the shoulder in the game uh, last weekend. Uh, look, I love the way the dude plays. I love the edge. I love that dog in him. But, man, run out of bounds. Don't try, <laughs> no, to, that, that, don't try to run over two Georgia greatest, Right, that wasn't the greatest decision in the heat of the moment by <laughs> Jackson Dart. Hopefully, hopefully he'll learn from that one. But, yeah, I mean, that's what makes him good. You know, that's that's part of – what why he's been as good as he has been at Ole Miss but yeah that was not the in in the moment like just go out of bounds yeah um but yeah I, he he probably will play uh Kiffin reiterated after the game and then in his press conference on Sunday and, and Monday that he was fine just a little sore shoulder um yeah he's a tough dude if he can play yeah. he's probably gonna tell Kiffin he wants to play um but yeah, 37 and a half point favorite, 37 in some books. Uh, this is this is a game where you, you kind of wish it was high school rules, David, where you could get up by 35 and the clock just runs. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah, you yeah. hope, you know, get in, get out, you know, get that taste of the Georgia game out of your mouth. Hopefully, I think in a perfect world, Jackson Dart plays like a quarter and a half. You get up 28 mm-hmm. nothing, then it's Spencer Sanders time and you really get him some, some reps. And then... Uh, yeah, you just kind of get in, get out, try to stay healthy, get ready for the Egg Bowl. Yeah. Um, speaking of the Egg Bowl, 
we can get into this one even though it's not SEC. Mississippi State hosting the all of a sudden spunky mustard buzzards from Southern Miss, who uh, Frank Gore Jr. is still there and is still running all over people. Uh, Mississippi State's a 14-point favorite here, David. What's your uh, what's your take on this one? As you know, obviously, in, in case you were under a rock or maybe you left your phone in, in airplane mode for the last three days. <laughs> uh, Zach Arnett fired. He is no longer the coach. Greg Knox, the interim, as Mississippi State is now embarking on a coaching search to replace Arnett. Just an impossible situation. I, I can't imagine having to do that job every day after losing your boss um, as he, as we all know, Mike Leach passed away tragically and just, just, just a terrible spot to be in. And look, I, I don't fault Mississippi state. You, you just go ahead and hit the reset button. Probably need, you know, a culture change. You need a scheme change. It was just square peg round hole all season, but you get the three and seven Southern Miss Golden Eagles, and you know that this is their Super Bowl. This is this is Southern Miss's free shot. Now, are we on upset alert, or will Mississippi State get after them, blow them out? Because this is a look ahead spot, David. They got the Egg Bowl next week, short week after too. Yeah, I just, I mean, I don't think Mississippi State is built at this point to blow really anyone out right now. So I, I do yeah. think the game will be reasonably close and like you said Southern Miss has won a couple games in a row they're feeling as good I'm sure as they've felt all year they've got a good running back in, in Frank Gore Jr. so I I mean I think Mississippi State takes care of business you know one good thing this is kind of a sad thing too but Greg Knox has done this before so yeah. he, uh, yeah. you know he understands what he's getting into I, I do I'm interested just to see in Starkville what the crowd will look like um, you know, yeah. obviously that's it's supposed to you know, rain. Right. And, and you that... understand why state fans are down and the whole, you, you know, you went through it, but the Zach Arnett thing, he just a super tough situation for that program for, for him, for everyone. And, and like you said, I don't fault state. Uh, a change is probably what needed to happen, but um, no, I don't really think an upset's going to happen here, but I, I bet this game is fairly low scoring and fairly close. Uh, I think I think yeah. State will win by ten points or so, but I this is it, it's going to be a little interesting. I think. I think it can get dicey early. Um, I, I think the rain. It's not supposed to be cold. Um, looks like it's going to be in the sixties with some rain in the forecast. Uh, the total is around forty six and a half. That might be something to to take a look at because I could see a, you know, a twenty four ten win for State. A twenty, you know you know, like a 30 to 13 win, you know, something like that where it's close to the number. Um, yeah. Frank Gore, almost a thousand yards rushing on the year, nine touchdowns. They put up 24 against ULM a couple weeks ago. And then they went in overtime over uh, Louisiana 34, 31. So they've been scoring at a pretty effect, you know, a pretty efficient clip. You know, Will Hall is going to have some things dialed up for this game. I mean, like I said, Super Bowl you know, little brother versus big brother here. Um, intriguing 11 a.m. game because this could get a little sleepy in state. They, they better get the. Yeah, get there's those. there's a lot of I will say there's a lot of things trending in Southern Miss's favor. You know, just yeah. the, the fact that they've played well lately. 
the early kick, you know, state is obviously in a tough spot, a little bit of disarray. Like I, this is, you know, I've seen stranger things. That's all I'm saying. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know if they'll blow them out, but I have to think Knox is going to have them ready be, because you want to get that fifth win. And then you want to have that whole week of practice. Let's get to six wins and go to a bowl. Yeah, you got to have a miss. carrot. Yeah, the, the one good thing for State is you do still have a carrot out there of bowl eligibility. Yeah. And, you know, these and the pride factor and all that stuff. And I, I do think State's defense at times has been good this year. And I think they will be able mm-hmm. to hold down Southern Miss. I think, I think that's what State is not in a position right now offensively to score a lot of points. That's just how it is. No. Um, but, I do think their defense has moments. I do think, especially a team like Southern Miss, that's, you know, probably not as athletic as your normal SEC team. I think they'll be able to handle that. That's what, like, like you said, I, I think 24-13, something like that. It just, this feels like one of those games. Let's get to some SEC on SEC. 2-30, CBS, Georgia at Tennessee. I don't know what I've seen from Georgia the past couple weeks and what I've seen from Tennessee the past couple weeks. I, I right now I'm looking at you got anywhere from seven and a half to ten and a half. I'm laying the points. I, I think Georgia is now officially in embarrass people mode. I, I think Carson Beck is is gonna have a field day. And I even if he even if you know by a field day like if it's a modest outing for Beck and they score 34 I I, I don't trust Tennessee to keep pace no I, no, I think Tennessee, this is a, this... I think they blow them out yeah the one thing Tennessee has been a lot better at home than they've been on the road now part of that sure. reason is because they played a lot better teams on the road but sure. I, I do think Tennessee's a little better at home I do think you know, Georgia putting together a perfect game almost for a second week in a row is probably mm-hmm. unlikely, even though I think they'll play well. So uh, I even saying all those things, Tennessee has shown me nothing over the last couple of weeks to make me think they can hang with Georgia. Yeah. I, I I think, yeah, I, maybe this game's somewhat close in the first half, but what's the line? Uh, anywhere from seven and a half to ten and a half. Ooh, I like Georgia on that one. That's yeah. that's not very many points. No, so, I yeah, uh, I think Tennessee maybe can keep this close, but I, you know, they're just not scoring in a clip right now that I think they can keep up with. You know, unless this game is in the twenties, and uh-huh. I think Georgia can get better than that. So I think that this feels like a thirty-eight seventeen game, something like that. Yeah, they're 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 marching to Atlanta to face off with Bama and uh, basically a play-in game to the playoff. I don't think there's any way around that. I think whoever loses, certainly if it's Bama, because they'll have two losses, but I think if if Bama pulls off the upset and beats Georgia and Atlanta, I I think Georgia's out. I mean, it's shaping up that way. and A lot of it depends on how the game goes, and, you know, there's still more football to be played before then. But, but yeah, I mean, it's just – it's hard to get to – two teams into a 14 playoff. I mean, that can happen some years for the SEC, but I think there's strong enough teams and other conferences this year, but that's going to be a, a heavy lift. 
All right, 6.30 ESPN, Florida at Missouri. Mizzou with the big blowout at home last week against Tennessee. Handled that was an that impressive test. win. It, it was. At start to finish, just whipped them. Tennessee never had a shot. They were never in that game. Um, now they get a shot at a 5-5 five and five Gators team that is really struggling. Um, blown out against LSU and Jane Daniels. Lost in overtime to Arkansas, whipped by Georgia and Jacksonville. Three losses in a row, and now you get to travel to Columbia at Faro Field, and it's going to be a tough one there. I like Missouri in this one. I, I see the line anywhere from 10.5 to 12. Um, I still like Missouri. I'd probably lay them, to be honest. I think Brady Cook is one of the more underrated guys in the country at quarterback. Schrader, that dude... Cody Schrader is putting people on notice. I mean, over 1,100 yards rushing, 11 touchdowns. And then you know about Luther Burden and Theo Weiss. I think just too many explosive plays, too many playmakers for Florida. And I think Napier and, and company are going to struggle to get to six wins. There might be a lot of open coaching jobs after this season. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. I'd, I, You know, I like Billy Napier, but it's, it's going to be awfully hard to, you know, if Missouri beats them and, you know, they end up six and six. I Yeah, I, I like Missouri here. Eli Drinkwitz, we've talked about him. Might be a goober, but he's a goober who can coach football. Um, he is. He is. Him and him and Kiffin are goobers in very different ways, but both can coach football. That's probably the right. best way to describe them. Um, yes. And, and look, I both of those goobers have a shot to finish 10 and 2. Right. I would, you know, that's a shame. I was just thinking that I would love to see Missouri and, and Ole Miss play. I think that'd be a really good game with some really good offensive would weapons be, yeah. on both sides. I think that's like a 48-45, you know, kind of like that LSU game, just a really fun, high-scoring game. I'd just like to see that because, you know, Missouri, I think, is because their only two losses have been high-scoring you know, what, against LSU, you know, that 10-point loss that was competitive. And then, you know, they lost to Georgia. And no shame in that, obviously. So uh, that's a good football team. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, I've I've really liked watching them play this year. Um, they're uh, they're fun. They get after you offensively. They they kind of stick to who they are, their identity. I mean, they gave Georgia all they wanted. Um, a couple uh, a couple weeks ago, and you know, I, I know everybody wants to talk about games and, and outcomes in a vacuum I don't think that means Georgia or excuse me I don't think that means Missouri is just light years ahead of Ole Miss just two different styles of games no two I, yeah you know that that was the team that Ole Miss fans were hoping they would catch you know I Georgia yeah. didn't have its best game they played okay and they pulled it out but that's kind of how they had been all year and I thought if they showed up like that against Ole Miss and, and kind of messed around. It could get sideways for them really quick. Obviously, that didn't happen. You know, they, they played their most complete game of the year. Missouri caught them on a little better. So, I, I don't think – like I said, I'd just like to see Missouri and Ole Miss play. I, th I think those are two – maybe the – I mean, after Georgia and Alabama, maybe the third and fourth best teams in the conference. I think that would be a, a really fun third-place game. All right, the last SEC on SEC matchup we are going to discuss is an interesting one. We got Kentucky 
at the claw under the lights in Columbia, South Carolina. The Gamecocks just absolutely throttled Vandy. We nailed that one, David. Yeah. We, we, we both said that Rattler would just light them up and God, just not even remotely close. Um, so good, hey, good on South Carolina for getting to four wins and keeping pace for six. Um, I know they're trying to get to, uh, to the number seven so I can hit my over six and a half total that I picked in the they preseason. They can still get there. They can still get there. Um, yeah, this one's interesting. Uh, Kentucky, a little bit of life in that Bama game, but just too much Bama, too much, too too many athletes for Bama defensively, and Milrow did enough to make plays and find guys uh, downfield. And Leary just continues to just be the most Jekyll and Hyde person of all time. Um, I mean, drive to drive. I mean, he will look really good and make some great throws, and then he'll just stare people down and throw a pick. Um, man, at South Carolina at night. Uh, I, yeah, I this kind, is a I tough kinda, one because I kind of like the Gamecocks. It's only one and a half, David. Give me the Gamecocks outright. I think Rattler is going to show out. You're gonna, you're gonna go to the South Carolina well one more time. I just, I don't yeah. know, <laughs> I don't know if I'm ready to do that. But like Kentucky doesn't inspire a ton of confidence either. Oh no, come on, we've 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 been rooting for South Carolina all year. We'll do it one more time. I, South Carolina, I think... let's let's go. And I, I think they can. I think that all year, I think Rattler's really good. I think they're talented. Kentucky's lost four or five. I think they're, you know, South Carolina has won a couple in a row. This is this common, you know, South Carolina's still trying to get to bowl eligibility. I I do think they have a lot to play for. Could be could be a could be an issue. Look ahead spot to the Palmetto Bowl. They get that one. They get back to back night games. Clemson is absolutely gettable this year, so you know they want that one for two years in a row. But I don't know. I, For me, Kentucky has to – it has to be their style of game or they can't hang. It has to get down into the mud, and they have to shorten the game, keep you off the field, sustain drives. And with Rattler – I mean, look, the Gamecocks have been bad this year, but it's not Rattler's fault. I mean, No, he no, been, he's been very good. He's been awesome, and they've it got. Reminds Zay- me, it reminds me. Remember the year of Jeremiah Masoli? Yeah, uh, where Masoli yeah. was was great, but the team was terrible. I don't know if Masoli was great, but he was he was at least very good, and he was the only reason Ole Miss had a chance in most games. Uh, yeah, Rattler I mean, he, is kind of the same way. Yeah, d- different style of quarterbacking, but yeah, I mean Masoli almost single handedly beat. LSU on the road by himself. And yeah, I, I, I don't know. Xavier Leggett's back. He's healthy. He had nine catches for 120 in that game against Vandy. Um, they kind of spread it. They, they spread it around. They, uh, Mario Anderson ran for over a hundred and Rattler. I mean, 351 and three touchdowns. He's just been electric all season. I, I don't know. I, I kind of get a sense that maybe the Gamecocks put another one together. I don't know if they I don't know if they can beat Clemson, but I think that they can certainly beat this Kentucky team that's all of a sudden six and four and just kind of teetering on, you know, getting to the Liberty Bowl. 
is there is there any sadder phrase in college football? <laughs> well, it's it's. Yeah, I guess it, it depends on it depends on which program you are, but teetering to get to the to the yeah. Liberty Bowl, teetering, yeah, teetering I, I, to get to the Independence Bowl. Yeah, give me give me South Carolina here. I, I like them at right. home. You you've persuaded me. You've okay. done the the Lane Kiffin, you know, persuade me into <laughs> agreeing with you thing. I I agree, South Carolina. All right, that's uh that's gonna do it for week twelve. Uh, everything else is, you know, it's kind of SoCon Saturday this week this, for most teams. <laughs> SoCon Saturday, I like that. I was about to say this is that week every year where it's just kind of like, hmm, there's yeah, one or Al- two decent games, but Alabama's got UT Chat. You've got AM against Abilene Christian. Auburn's playing New Mexico about, State. Just a second. How about how about fighting Hugh Freezes against Arkansas? We didn't think they had that in them to Dude. put up a 48, a 48 on Arkansas. We, I was going to say, we, we nailed South Carolina, but we missed that one. No, I did not I, see them beating them that bad. Well, yeah, I thought that might be a good game, but yeah, I just didn't think Auburn had a 48 point, especially against an Arkansas team that had you know, usually been fairly competitive. That was yikes. Yeah, that was, whew. Um, yeah, Auburn's got New Mexico State. They are now all of a sudden six and four. You know that Texas A&M's down- got Abilene Christian. Yeah. You know Freeze is down there peacocking a little bit now. They got to six wins. Oh, yeah. He can start beating his chest a little. Oh, I saw him um, on Instagram with uh, Chip and Joanna Gaines. He's he's yeah. He's feeling good about himself now. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, he's he's feeling himself now. But yeah, that that Iron Bowl is is. I know sometimes it can get weird. I don't see it getting weird this year. I, I think Alabama's just a lot better. I think for Auburn, that it's it's a victory if it's a close game at halftime. I know they won't say that, but if they mm-hmm. can just make that kind of interesting for a while, I think that's totally fine for Auburn this year. And honestly, I'll be impressed because yeah, I would know, be Auburn too. just doesn't have a ton to work with right now. I, I think Alabama wins that game pretty easy. Yeah, I, I look for that one to be the John Voigt special. Like it's going to be just Anaconda, just wrap them up. Yeah, just, right. Yep. Just suffocate them. Um, but uh, that will do it for this edition of Daytime Fireworks as uh, Ole Miss will take on ULM Saturday morning, 11 a.m., last home game of the year for Ole Miss, looking to keep that undefeated streak going, get to the 20th win in the last 22 home games for Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss. That's impressive. Um, I do anticipate them getting there, David. I think they're going to get it done. Uh, That will set up a big one as Ole Miss will look to win 10 games in the regular season for the second time in three years against Mississippi State on Thanksgiving. So, with that, we will close up the show. Thanks to College Corner. Thanks to Drew Moak and USA Benefits Group and the rest of our lovely sponsors that bring this show to you each and every week. And as always, thank you to the listener. Check out omspirit.com. We got tons of content up. Previewing this weekend, getting you ready. Basketball tonight, Tuesday as we record this. Um, we'll start to slowly overlap a little with basketball as, uh, that is underway. And if you don't already subscribe on the YouTube channel at OM spirit and, uh, hit the subscribe button, hit the like button, all that good stuff. But, uh, David, we'll do it again next week. It'll be a short one, but we'll still get a, we'll still get a show in. So, uh, appreciate you as always, buddy. And we'll talk next week. Absolutely, man. Have a good week.
All right, that'll do it. For David over there, I'm Zach. This has been Daytime Fireworks. We out. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.